Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Spartan Dog Podcast. And today we have a very, very special episode today. We got a special guest on the show, one of my favorite running backs in Michigan State history. We got Gerald Holmes on the show. Yo, what's up? What's up? And I'm here with my boy West Coast Rel as well. West Coast, say, say what's up to the people. What's going on, people? All right, so this, we're just going to get this show going and get right into it. Um, so, Gerald, you've been one of my favorite running backs at MSU, and I felt for a long period of time, you kind of were underrated at a time for MSU. So my first question for you is, um, what what do you what do you what do you currently got going on right now, just outside of football? I know you played for Seattle for a second, so just to get us started, what do you currently got going on? Um, right now, man, a little bit of everything. So um, steady growing my uh, my multimedia company. Uh, let them know that I kind of started while I was in college, but um, been official for like a year now. So it's kind of been slow grind, man. Um, doing a so up under that, I'm doing photography and uh, videography. So trying to just kind of get my foot in the door with that um, and try to connect with as many people as, um, as possible. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the let them know with the t-shirts and stuff. I definitely need to get one of the shirts for sure. I well, saw the shirt. Look you up. Definitely, definitely. I'll hit you up for sure about getting one of those, purchasing one of those. Um, so as far as so as far as the um, photography stuff, so that was that was one of your majors in college, I assume. Then just that. So no, I actually, man, my, my major is a uh, graphic design, and um, I kind of took the camera on. I mean, I kind of been was introduced to the camera uh, as a young and in high school from my close friends, uh, Denar Lenore, shout out to him. But uh, okay. I kind of just, you know, you know, football kind of took more more control of my life than like my normal uh, creative side. So when I was a freshman in college, I kind of went in and like, you know what, I'm not going to be going to the my dorm room and you know sitting down for hours drawing and whatever. So I mean, I did what I had to do for class, but I like, you know, I'm gonna pick up a camera so I can still be creative on the go. So that's kind of how that how that went, you know. And I kind of just kept, you know, over the years, you know, upgrading cameras and purchases and kind of learning on my own. Got you, got you. So um, now we're going to get to the football questions. And I told you it's going to get kind of raw with it because I, I know you've heard the base questions like, how was MSU? How was the experience? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know you've heard all that. You've been around that circle. So I, I think you have an interesting viewpoint because a lot of the players at MSU, especially now, they were just kind of there for the, the phase now. You were there for both sides, the great and the bad. So for me, and I'm sure West Coast Rail's got some for you here, for, yes, here too. So I'm going to ask you my first one here and I'll let West Coast ask his. My first question was, realistically, how was the relationship with the running backs? I know it was Madre London, LJ Scott, who was supposed to be, you know, the guy. I know you know that. He was supposed to be the guy. And then injuries kind of came. And then you came. And for me, and that Ohio State game, for me, that was when I was like, you know, this Gerald Holmes, especially with the dreads, I was like, who this Gerald Holmes dude can ball? Like, Ohio State, I don't think a lot of people knew it. Especially yeah, you get to the Gerald Holmes with the dreads, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the dread Holmes. I was like, who is this? I was with my roommate. He was like, I don't know who 24 is, but he can ball. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I was like, who is he? I mean, you were carrying, I mean, guys in the NFL right now, carrying them for five yards, making blocks. And I kind of felt like even that game you were kind of overlooked. So, like, what was your guys' idea in the running back room? Like, behind the cameras, what were you guys saying and seeing and stuff? Man, behind the cameras, man, I'm, I'm glad you asked, man, because, you know, I'm, I'm years removed from out of college ball, so I've been kind of, you know, waiting for the moment to kind of just be able to talk a little bit more like I ain't, you know what I'm saying, on the leash or nothing. So, um, yeah. to be honest, man, we actually was, like, close to what people think, man. Like, we were, like, real tight. Um, and I can honestly say the glue to our group was uh, Madre London, man. You know, he uh, – Oh, wow, okay. You know, we all kind of had our – 
you know what I'm saying, our time, you know what I'm saying, as a star or, you know, starting or whatever. But, he, I mean, when we realized um, that we wasn't really competing amongst each other, it was really, like, out of our control. You know what I'm saying? This little mm, thing. Yeah. Actually, that is little thing mm. is that, you know, at the end of the day, man, whoever on the field just hold it down. So we kind of took that on, you know what I'm saying? We was good. So Miley London, man, kept, it, kept everything kind of glued in, you know what I'm saying? Kept us motivated, just kept us, you know what I'm saying, pieced together and, and, and had our mindset on the fact that we can't let the coaches pull us apart, even though we might have LJ Scott starting or if I'm starting one game or Miley starting one game, you know what I'm saying? So we was like actually yeah. like tight brothers. Okay, that's, yeah, and I saw it, and I was I was happy when Madre went to Tennessee. I thought that was good for him to get an opportunity, you know, a real chance, because I, I was worried you were about to transfer for a second. Like, I was kind of scared, like, we were about to lose all of our guys. Cause man, had, hey, it, was, it, it, was, it almost got to that point, man. I was going to ask you that, too. I was going to ask you that, um, for sure. And so, Wes, yeah, I, know, I know you had some questions. What, 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 what was going through your mind with it? Yeah, I just wanted to ask Gerald, coming, coming from Flint, uh, my my parents are from Flint, so I spent a lot of time in Flint. I just wanted to know what was it about MSU that that made you want to go there from Flint? Man, the the little golden answer for that man is really is that throughout my little experience, man. So I had got my little story. I had got hurt in high school my sophomore mm. year, um, kind of early, you know what I'm saying? And no, 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 not my sophomore. I got hurt my junior year. I got hurt my junior year, but I was getting recruited sophomore year. So that summer, my sophomore year, man, I was getting got invited to like jun uh, junior camp. I mean, no senior camp, you know. So either I was younger, you know what I'm saying. So I went there and kind of did my thing, and I got hurt. So like Mr. Trey was already talking about like you know possible offer me, you know, and um kind of like the, like a big noise around my name. So I'm okay, that's cool, mm -hmm. sounded good. So my junior came, and I got hurt first game. You know what I'm saying? Missed out mm -hmm. on the uh, first five games of the season. You know what I'm saying? With her, I was stressed out the whole time. So now I'm thinking, like, you know, a lot of the schools that was kind of just, you know what I'm saying, either watching me or whatever, I didn't really know that many. I was going to like, looking at me because, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, for right. football. So right. got hurt, man. And I kind of, like, lost all my faith. You know, I'm thinking, every, I'm thinking everything right. over. Nobody can want me. Right. Before. Right. So right. fast forward, I ended up getting invited on a little dream day. You know how you come up for like a little weekend or one day? Yeah. Watch the game. Yep. Coach D, uh, D called me to the to the um, practice field. Middle practice field. At that time, I was in a, um, like a boot or a cast, whatever I was in. Called me on there. I mean, to the field, shook my hand. Was like, hey man, I want to offer you a scholarship. And at that moment, I didn't like, you know, saying like, oh yeah, thanks man, definitely committing. I kind of was like, okay, kind of big because I'm, like, I'm hurt. Man. You can offer a scholarship to anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, he chose me. So took me a little minute to think on. I was actually finna get ready to go to a. Um, uh, Iowa was my first, um, my first like D1 letter. So I'm great. That's funny. That's funny. Cause I literally was telling West Coast Rail when we were talking about you. I was like, dude, Gerald Holmes would have been a fit at Iowa. He would have been killing <laughs> yeah, at Iowa. He would have. He would have. I was Listen, just telling man, that. Hey, thinking back on everything now, I wish I would have took a little bit more of my like my business just to kind of get that experience. But it was on a Sunday, man, and Coach D called me. And I was, uh, you know, I was young at the time, so I didn't really know how to respond. You know what I'm saying? You know, big time coach right. call and everything. So, right. me and my dad, we getting ready to go, you know, pack up for Iowa. And um, Cody called, and I'm looking like, you know, I ain't, I don't know how to lie no more. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, like, <laughs> you know, I'm 18 and everything. Now. So, he, so he's asking, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I had, what I was going. 
uh, I mean, what I had going, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to head down to Iowa, this is that. And he kind of was like, why are you going there? <laughs> like, you can come, uh-huh. you can come yeah. here, you know what I'm saying? We playing Michigan. You know, it was a basketball game. He was like, but we playing Michigan, this is that, man, good time. Don't come here. So my dad was like, man, why are you telling me where you was going? This is not. You supposed to that joint, like, you know what I'm saying, prolong. Like, you got to go experience other places. Yep. I'm looking yeah. like, man, I ain't know. So fast forward, went to the basketball game. And uh, got in the locker room and had one of my homeboys with me. And it's like the feeling I had in the, in the um, building, you know what I'm saying? I just had like a chill go across my back. Like, I'm like, yo, what's mm-hmm. going on? Like, I feel like I feel like something <laughs> happened. So I told my homeboy, like, man, I think I'm going to commit, man. He like, shoot, you might, hey, might as well. And I told my dad, he looking like, like a good school to me. So right when mm-hmm. I turned around, Cody was walking towards me. I shook his hand like, yo, I want to go ahead and commit. <laughs> and then that's, that, that's where it was at. Got you, bro. Got you. And at the time, man, Michigan State was at the prime, at the prime of their at their stuff. I'm sure. I mean, again, you've been talked, you've had that talk on the Big Ten Network. I've seen you have those talks and stuff. So, my next question is to keep it is to keep it raw with you about it. Um, so, the scheme, the scheme was obviously an issue. I know you saw the tweets. I know you saw just everyone talking. I know you dealt with it. So, this is something I was excited to ask you about because you had to go through it. It's one thing sitting on my couch, not having the talent. You know, I played D3 football, and I wasn't really even good at that. So it's like I was on my couch watching you guys do it. And to me, I was like, these guys, I feel like these guys understand this scheme is just not clicking. Like, and I felt like sometimes it was the offensive line. And I don't, I'm not trying to put anyone's names out there because I know at the end of the day, they're your guys' brothers, and you guys, yeah, all, yeah, grind. Yeah. You guys all grind it. Yeah. But for you personally, was there just like, at the end of the day, was there just frustration to where you're just like, this isn't working. We need to do something different. Other people need to be in. Things need to obviously change. Did you ever personally like feel that way strongly? Um, I mean, to be honest, yeah, man. I mean, I, the, I mean, it kind of always just, you know, show. I mean, you gonna always things not gonna be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, that's like one of the leaders, you know what I'm saying, on the team and was growing up, growing into a leadership role. You know, and so even as like a freshman, I kind of was always trying to preach to like in the locker room is like, yo, we need to be player led at the end of the day. Like I always told my, my teammates and stuff is like, listen, man, the coaches give us a play. That play only lasts for the first point couple seconds, man. Once that right. ends, you gotta we gotta mm. take it in our hands and you know what I'm saying, take control. So I feel like over time, you know, we didn't have a big collective of just like raw playmakers, you know what I'm saying? And I think that kind of just played a role as, you know, in the years went on. Is when like if the where, like if whatever the coaches put down if that falls under, the whole team as a collective couldn't create. You know what I'm saying? I think that right. could, like hurt us. You know what I'm saying? As the years went on, is that like now like you know you you could be a great team, great coaches, but it's like you gotta be able to have the players to understand. Okay, if this falls short, okay, we can still do this. And that's what I seen as a freshman, where Aaron Burbridge and all them guys was in was like, yo, something kind of falls short. You got kind of cooked. You look to his left, look to his right switching things up and they adjust on the fly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Aaron Burbridge was still one of my favorite wide receivers to come out of MSU. Man, hey, I was a fan of Burbridge like, before I came in there. Like, I remember on my official visit, I went in there and was like, hey, what Burbridge is that? That's my favorite <laughs> yeah, <bro>. day, though. <laughs> Burbridge, was, Burbridge was good. That Penn State play where he spun twice. I was like, bro, who the hell? Oh, man. What the hell? Oh, yeah. We both went crazy that game. Yeah, that was that game right there. Yeah. And so, and so, how did the players like? Besides, I know you because you you said you, Madre, and LJ were you guys were tight, and I could kind of tell you guys were tight. I could tell you guys kind of had your own vibe going. Like, look, we get we get what it is. 
we came from hard nosed cities. We understand we got to just make this happen ourselves. Yeah. But like, how did other players respond? Because I mean, there was that whole case allegation, the whole, uh, you know, the racism thing with um, Reshki happened, and the whole separation with that happened. So there was just a lot happening at once, just boom, boom, boom. So like, how was the locker room? Was like, was there, was there just a lot of, was there a lot of player animosity? Was there actually that behind the scenes, or was it more so like you guys kind of said, like everybody was leveled out. You guys just kind of tried to deal with it. Was there was there like pent up animosity between everybody? Like, uh, I mean, I, I think I mean, man, I mean, locker room normally. I mean, it was always pretty pretty good. You know what I'm saying for the most part. And I actually had uh spoke about somewhat about this. Uh, I think 2017, where uh, the year before, uh, year after, we had a uh, three three nine season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today I was like, mm, I would yeah. tell them how like you know I had started doing some little player led meetings and stuff. And my words kind of got switched around where I wasn't trying to say that there was race issues. I was saying that it doesn't matter if you're this or that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, so I they, to, uh, and, I, and I think we had lacked over the years communication as a body, you know what I'm saying, of athletes. Because like I said, I always, I dated everything back. Like my inspiration was from that Rose Bowl year is I seen that bro. We, I'm talking about 20, 30 players left the locker room like late, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. as the years going by, people was trying to quickly to get out the locker room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that 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 part that took away some of our chemistry that we had was like, yo, like the locker room was where we build them bonds no matter how late we staying in there. I mean obviously if you got tutors or whatever, that's different. But I had just noticed like as you know what I'm saying, I got ordered into the system, people wasn't we wasn't in the locker room as long and having those extra long, you know what I'm saying, bonding moments. You know, and I think that kind of played an effect where going to that three nine season is that we didn't have a lot of verbal and like you know what I'm saying physical leaders. You know what I'm saying, making things move. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, true. I got, I got a question. Um, I got two really different questions. Mm-hmm. One is out of you, my Dre, and LJ, who is the better running back? Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Out of you, LJ and Madre, who do you think is the better running back, in your opinion? The better running back. I think they would answer this also, how I'm going to answer this. We all, we all mm-hmm. had our own styles, okay? You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, um, Madre, I, 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 me personally, I label Madre, and everything I'm going to say, we all talk about this, so there's nothing new. Right, right. Um, I label right. Madre as a, a risk taker, you know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. he'd get a handoff to the right, he had cut that boy dramatically to the left. You know what I'm saying? That's what he showed. That was his style. Now, he didn't, he wasn't able to showcase that as much game-wise, you know what I'm saying? Because, once again, it's a risk-taker, and, you know, and that, that's just, that's a big thing to do. But that's at Michigan what, State. I, <laughs> huh? That's said at Michigan State. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that, that yeah, was definitely. one of his strengths that I could never take, you know what I'm saying? And you got yeah. LJ, who's more of a, I say finesse. I mean, we all got uh, some form mm-hmm. of power because we were all bigger backs, but he more of a finesse, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, uh, type of running back. And then you got, then you have me. I, I would say I was more like in the middle, like a hybrid because I, I, I had to do the complete pack as far as the blocking, catching, you know what I'm saying. I had all those areas more plus the run. So if you want to judge it on that, I mean, I would say myself, but we all brought something to the game. Yeah. But if you ask those guys, they will all just say like, you know, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Holmes kind of brought the full package because one thing I was told to me is like, yo, if you're trying to play, I got a block. So I kind of ended up on my block. 
You know what I'm I saying? I saw, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely I agree with that. You were a blocker. I, I thought I thought you did a lot too. You you contributed a lot. And I'm not trying I love Madre, LJ, all of them. Like like you said, I'm not putting anyone mm-hmm. higher above, but I thought I thought you did bring a lot complete. I even played special teams, you know what I'm saying? I was starting on special right. teams. Right. <laughs> you were out there, bro. You were out Listen, there. It was one year yeah. I started almost on every last special team they had. Man. <laughs> and so Oh hey. yeah, what were you saying, bro? My fault. Um I was saying, uh, remember that Ohio State game, the the rain game that that, that you said that uh, Holmes did the best. In my opinion, when I seen the highlight, Holmes was running like Marshawn. Lynch. That's what I was saying, bro. My roommate, who's not even a and yeah. I wanted to know, yeah. and I wanted to know why didn't they use you in the second half like they used LJ? So, uh, I mean, I, I, I the only way I would know that answer exact if I was inside the coach's head, man. Only thing I really could say is just maybe, you know, at the end of the day, we got to be realistic, you know what I'm saying? In the game of sports in general, it's built around the hype, you know what I'm saying, of a, of a, a mm. specific player, you know what I'm saying? LJ came out as a freshman, you know what I'm saying, in high school with X amount of yards, X amount of carries, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I had the lower end, you know, which wasn't my fault. I averaged 10 yards a carry my senior year, but I only had 94 right. carries, still 1,024 uh, yards. You know what I'm saying? Right. So Damn. coming in, it's like it's just like that hype thing. Like it's like you almost play with it, even though you know otherwise, and just kind of go around. And by him still being, you know, what I'm saying a great back himself, like yo, you got two great backs. You know what I'm saying? Playing, let's still try to get them going. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, mean, I get, I get that. But at the same time, you were the hot back at yeah. that time. Did you feel like you should have been taken out, or you should have been like, I should have just completed the game? Like you can still give LJ his carries, but make sure I'm still involved in this game plan. By me being an OG, you know what I'm saying, somewhere I was older and they're younger, that, you know what I'm saying, and I, right. I get better as the game goes. The more you feed me, I mean, definitely. I, don't, so I believe I should have stayed in the game. As long I mean, as yeah, you were, you, you were, you were definitely getting better as the game went on. Like I, I don't know, I, I, don't, I yes. don't know what your favorite game is, but I don't know if you go back and watch those highlights. But you were balling, bro. And it wasn't like it was like Ohio State at their lowest form. That was one of their best rosters. Like they had. Oh David yeah, Arnett. yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that was one of the. Yeah, they had Arnett. They had Arnett sitting bench. Like, yeah, they had Arnett on the bench. So, like, they were stacked. Like, yeah, right. No, trust me, I would have. I definitely. I mean, one of the main reasons why. I mean, anybody want to continue a game if they're balling, but like, you know, if y'all know that, our staff, you know, what I'm saying they they preach the whole time about the hot hand, but I never got that privilege. <laughs> you know, exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's, right. Let's be honest, that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like of the hot hand, you know what I'm saying? We can date back all the way to the <laughs> championship, you know what I'm saying? I start 2015, I started the last seven games of the season, you know what I'm saying? In the last two games, which were the big games of my career, I had a total of five carries as a starter. That doesn't make sense, you know what I'm saying? And I told and I told right. some Spartan fans this, and they kind of got mad at me, and I'll say it again, loud and clear. I, I felt like, and again, I love LJ. I felt I felt like, and it's not his fault, the staff. I felt like the staff, because when he even, even when he right. was hurt, I felt like when that, that Iowa play, when he reached over, I think that carried his career. And from there on, they were not going to let him go. And I don't, I don't know if you agree, but like, I felt like Mark D'Antonio and his staff, they let specific moments solidify people's roles as starters, even if they weren't healthy or, you know, weren't the best at the time. And I felt like LJ at some points wasn't healthy. Like he was hurt sometimes and he just couldn't play. And they just, I felt like it was like, they they had to put, they put you in situations where if it either wasn't good or just 
you know, just wasn't beneficial, I felt like. Oh, no, know. no, no, definitely. And and real quick before we even go on, like, just let's say, like, this podcast for anybody listening and watching, man, we are we are not shaming. We ain't, no, none of that, Nothing. you know what I'm saying? This is all no. cold facts. This is facts. I didn't talk with other fans. Nope. And people see it, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the game that, that, that we play, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, a moment, you get I me, mean, really, life, sports, everything's about opportunities, you know what I'm saying? And exactly. if, if, if uh, someone is fed more, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they have either more opportunities to mess up or more opportunities to make it right, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the case, especially when you're playing with multiple uh, players at one position that are also right. Good. I always looked at it as, you have three-lay bells, you know what I'm saying? And my frustration wasn't the fact mm-hmm. that I wasn't getting what I believe I deserve. I'm looking like, yo, you got three-headed horsemen. We can make more noise if y'all let us all rock out. Exactly. At one point, at one point in time, I would have right. what, three running backs all have 500-plus yes, yards. They did. Yep. The team. We did that, but we could even did more. You know what I'm saying? Even my game when I played against uh, Notre Dame, it went crazy. Me and LJ had what, 100 yards, and we yeah. both each other like, like, yo, Mazze turned out, and we was frustrated, not because we didn't get more, we was mad that our brother didn't get love to be on that same platform that we was on, you know what I'm saying? That's awesome, though. That's that's, that's for real awesome, and that's, and that's what I was kind of trying to hint at with this whole thing, like, I'm, I, I, I don't want to it's not any of you guys' fault. You guys were you guys were a close court. And I give you guys a lot of credit for being that close. So now yeah. my next question, I was gonna roll us into, is, is the real kind of for for me, is the real problem. I felt like it was the staff at points, and I, I love D'Antonio. I don't think I, I mean, eh, I don't think it was more so him, but I think it's more so his loyalty with the people that was close to him. So for the for you as a as a player on the team, what did you think it was for like the staff? How did you feel about like Dave Warner? Not as him as a man, but like as the coaching ideas, like as the ideas of what he was given. Like, what did you feel about that? Like, um, just about- I won't go super detailed just because right. people would take it the wrong way. Right. Agree. Yeah, I understand. I, um, but I have expressed yeah. these opinions also to um, staff um, like staff members and, you know what I'm saying, coaches that I felt like there was a disconnect. I told Coach Didis uh, um, that there was a disconnect between player and coach. And then mm-hmm. coach and coach, because I didn't understand. And I said this one mm-hmm. game when I where I felt that at, in one of our games that the players that was coming from, you know, what I'm saying, uh, coach, uh, you know, in the booth, you know, Coach Warner, I looked at Coach Staten and was like, "Yo, hey, like, is it, I'm like, can anybody call up there and you know, what I'm saying, make a, <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying, make a change?" <laughs> I was told that, you know, what I'm saying, no. So I'm looking like I, I had, you know, and I expected Coach Staten like, yo, I just feel like. That we didn't have that player, that I mean, that coach and coach um, connection either, where nobody could say something to each other. It was kind of like that, you know. They just let it ride out until you know, what I'm saying, until the uh, end results happened. And that was my frustration that I had expressed, you know, what I'm saying, countless times on sideline, side in private, and the coaches. So none of the stuff, you know, what I'm saying, it's a secret. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like Man. for me, yeah. What were you saying, Wes? My fault, bro. I said, well, I was. Well, my, you should go ahead and ask the next question because my question is about a different. Okay, player. I got you. Um, so for me, just with the coaching, like and like, and like, like you were saying, I feel like the coaches between each other couldn't communicate well. So like, do you feel do you, do you feel they feared D'Antonio in a way? Like, do you feel do you think they feared his wrath or do, like I know they respected him. I know they all love, we all everyone who's a Michigan State fan loves D'Antonio. At the end of the day, like that dude's a hell of a guy. You guys know him directly, so I know yeah, he probably he's still one one of the best coaches you know since I ever been around. Right. I, I told right. Coach D, you know, recently, you know, when he uh, stepped down, was like, I appreciate you. 
appreciate you challenging me, you know what I'm saying, throughout my mm-hmm. years. And, and that, that's what I call my experience, you know what I'm saying, State. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and and I was gonna ask you one just before I got into the other coaching staff. What was what was like your most powerful thing about D'Antonio as of just meeting him face to face, being around him? I feel like his persona, just hearing him talk, he's a powerful speaker. Like me, just a regular person, when he says shit, I'm like, damn, I need to, I need to rethink my life, or damn, I can run through a wall. <laughs> so like, so like you like being around him so much. Was he? Did he have that vibe just twenty four seven? That guy that like, damn, he really makes you feel like you got it going on. Like, was he? What was it like just being around D'Antonio all the time? And, have him as a mentor, kind of. I mean, my okay, my, my, my first thought as as a as a young you know, as a young G Holmes playing running back at state, I'm looking like man, I'm I'm here with a, a man that makes a million dollar plus, you know. So I'm I'm a kid from Flint, you know that don't happen. And then as I kind of you know, what I'm saying got older and got to you know know him more and you know, what I'm saying be around him. One thing I you know, what I'm saying I can say about Coach D is that at the end of the day, he wanted me, he 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 wanted me to be that leader that I have you know, what I'm saying become. Like he expressed that to me the most, you know what I'm saying? So I think one of his main things is if it's good or bad, he know how to drive something out of a player or individual, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's one of my main things I like about him. He, either he gonna drive out the bad that's in you or the good that's in you, you know what I'm saying? The one thing about him, me, uh, him to me is that he always just pushed me no matter what it was him saying or doing to push me to rethink who I am and you know what I'm saying? And make me come harder at what I was doing. That's good, yeah, for sure. And so, Wes, what was what was your what was your uh, question about the player, bro? <laughs> yeah, this has uh, always been something that I've always wanted to know what happened to. But in your opinion, Holmes, uh, what happened to Damian Terry? Oh, uh, <laughs> my boy, that would be the one. That would be the one yes. two punch, man. That's what they were saying when we him coming in, man. That was. That's what I'm saying. He had so much hype coming in. And then all of a sudden, it's just like no field. He didn't get no tick, no. Or if he did, I felt like he was disrespected. Bad opportunity. Because every time they would put him in, every time they put him in, you knew what play <laughs> he was going to run. So I was just like, why did why did you even go out there? I was like, I'm not going out there just to be a running. I back. think just having a, a different a different vision for a player, you know, what I'm saying outside of what you know that they can be a beast at. You know, so I think that's the thing that mess dt up and there's some mm-hmm. other like small personal things that i won't go into detail about but yeah far as yeah, can, right the, the thing the I thing figured, i can share i figured with something you know like what i'm saying I, I think it was a lot of just like you know seeing him as something else and not let him grow but once again it goes back to having the, the, the someone that you know what i'm saying that had the popular vote you know what i'm saying you know shots are you know uh current uh, mm. cook you know what I'm saying he was the you know saying the favorite you know and he also showed it too though you know what I'm saying through his play so oh, I thought he was okay. about to say somebody else. I was about to be like, uh No, no, I was no, no, like, you know, kind of <laughs> be his, like, you know, he just he, he did his job, you know, and, and that was kind of like yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah. Do we let a a, a younger player yeah. grow into this role or do we keep this guy that we have now who's who's a beast also too? And I think that was kind of the the thing that was challenging for the coaches to kind of decipher versus just letting DT grow as a quarterback under kind of cook. It was more like, right. yo, we still need to play him because people want him to, but we can't really play him like we want him to. You know what I'm saying? So we just put him in the category of like, Damn. you know, running the ball, really. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so um, now rolling out of the college, here, we're about to be uh, wrapping this up here. How was the NFL experience? I know you, I know you played for Seattle a little bit, and I, I watched. I actually, and I promise you, I'm not BSing you here. I took time out to watch that preseason game against Appreciate the Raiders. It, the Raiders, I believe. I think the Raiders. Yep, it? Raiders. Yep. Raiders. Yep. 
you you know you had a nasty block and i think you had a pretty good run too like i was watching that i was like man i, I thought she would fit seattle too because they needed a running back they had a good line right and you were and you did it all at michigan state you were a blocker a runner and a pass catcher so i was like you're gonna fit seattle perfectly you're gonna be that bruiser for them i i get the nfl is hard mm-hmm. for sure so but how was that experience so like how was it playing nfl football you know regardless of how it went i'm sure it was an experience for sure well well first off the nfl was wonderful experience uh second thing I wouldn't really say the NFL was hard. It's, it's not so like so say hard because if, if you get there, you made it, no matter right. how far you go. And that's what I'm, re- I'm realizing now. You made it no matter how far you go. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. The thing is, it's just the other things make it hard because it's not just me going out there playing ball, going as hard as I can, working as hard as I can, and getting an ultra fair opportunity. It's, it's beyond that. It's like right. at the end of the day, it's like, yo, we coming in as – rookies in college you know what i'm saying and i mean rookies from college to a roster that had guys that was already playing their years before so and then plus yep. there's some other teams that they're gonna make their you know what I'm saying their trades and people going you know what I'm saying come on to the other team that's been in the league for five plus years so right that's the challenging part but just being there as an athlete it, i mean it was good i mean i had to adjust to the speed but that didn't take long so like just going from that game uh against the raiders man it was you know, I mean, it feel good. Like, I, they love me as an athlete, as a player. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, people who don't know, I was in Seattle uh, three times in the summertime. I went there for rookie mini camp. Um, I got released. They called me back two weeks later, and then flew me out, flew me back home the same day because some things um, didn't work out. I didn't do nothing. I just went there, literally went there one day and flew out the next day. I mean, I mean the uh, the same day. So. Oh wow. Uh, so that was my second time. So then I stayed there, and then I got the call back again in uh, August, so right before uh, preseason started. So, I mean, the experience was, you know what I'm saying, was awesome, man. You know, I mean, I, I got to, you know, just learn, you know, from one, you know, uh, be a pro, you know, so I, I can yeah. always end the day and say, man, I was a professional athlete, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it's just the politics of the game and, you know, things kind of like, it, it don't really work out how you think it is, you know what I'm saying, especially coming with, you know what I'm saying, my rap sheet from uh, – college it's like yo 2015 went hard not 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 on my not my fault but like 2015 went hard and the year after that still did good but like they how the nfl looking like my stats went down so it kind of just shows them like okay he's decreasing even though it's not you know what i'm saying his fault or whatever it's just that's part of the business you know what i'm saying and going in with i didn't have a lot of momentum for my college career going in you know what i'm saying which could have helped me if i had Got you. And I was going to ask you this because I, I saw a few players from Michigan State last year come out early and like kind of struggle to get on teams. When you guys, when, when players leave early, mm-hmm. are there agents that like talk to you guys and say like, like say like when you left, well, you didn't leave early, but say like players, like when you left Michigan State and was in that dra- that process of um, the, the free agent shining, do yeah. you guys have like people at a school that like talk to you? Like, do you guys talk to NFL teams during that draft process? Like, look, you're probably not going to get drafted, but you'll definitely get signed. So here's yeah, what you can I, do. Um, I, I talked to a few teams. My agent actually talked to a lot of them. I had, like, probably within, like, the week going to the draft, I probably had at least a total of, like, 13 teams talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, wow. wow. Um, I had I had a handful mm. of teams mm. talk to me. And and the main thing was, like, the Jets, well, for example, was like, yo, if, if he don't get picked up, I mean, if he don't get drafted, we definitely want a uh, uh, um, free agent, a party free agent. You know, so I had that from a lot of teams. And – we definitely thought I was gonna get drafted by the Lions because that was the team I, I had the uh, 
um, the private workout with like two weeks before pro day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, running back, running wow. back coach came down okay. uh, to my school. Damn. We did film room, did field work, and he, he loved me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, me and my agent like, hey, at the end of the day, man, the Lions might grab you six, seven rounds. I'm like, shoot, that's all I need. You know what I'm saying? Right, mm-hmm. right. And right. when the draft came, man, phone wasn't ringing, man. It kind of went the opposite. And it was kind of like, that was kind of frustrating. Like, yo, like, I'm finna be in that position now, you know, <laughs> to try to right. get the league. And, all it took to a man, three ways to get in the league. I mean, you got the, the draft, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you get drafted, then you got the signings after, you got the camp invite. And camp invite is like the lowest of them all. It's not the end all, but it's the lowest, you know what I'm saying, path to get into the next level. Damn, okay, bro. Shit. Well, I mean, still, the experience was great. Like, you you, you were that you were that percentage to get in and play. Like, there's some guys no, that, that don't even touch the field in preseason. So, yeah. like, you were still there. You, got, I had you had a few throughout the year. I had a Jaguar tryout. You know what I'm saying? Went well. Actually, me and uh, Jeremy Langford was there at the same time. Oh, wow. So it was this, crazy. Like this year? This, and this year and I, I, I sure thought we was going to both. I mean, not both, but him or me was going to get picked up. And they didn't pick up nobody. You know what I'm saying? From there. And I got great feedback from the Jaguars after. And, and, what, and this, when I, this when I realized, like, yo, it's kind of hard, you know what I'm saying, to kind of get past this point. Because the, everybody's feedback after I did a trial or whatever it was. They, they, uh, the Jaguars told me, like, yo, man, like, yo, um, your game with the Se- uh, Seahawks, man, you did your thing, man. You ran hard, blocked well, caught the ball well. And they told me, they said, the only thing that make it hard for us, man, is that you only got a half of a game compared to other people who got three games. They're like, when we, so when we sit down and watch film, it goes back to when I said, like, people got more opportunity to mess mm-hmm. up or to make things right. And I didn't have that many opportunities. We had a half of a game compared right. to guys who played three games, two games in preseason. So they said that like, that's what makes it hard to, you know what I'm saying, choose, which makes sense. But it's also like, man, y'all just give me an opportunity. Like, yo, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I still need to Right, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's it. Got you, man. And so, that is it. yeah, yeah. I wanted to know. Oh, you're good, uh, bro. Yeah, you... um, my bad. Jared, I wanted to know. I wanted to know, um, how do you feel about Coach Tucker and this mm-hmm. new regime? Uh, I somebody, somebody just asked me the other day, a regular person. Um, I think uh, I think this was good for the, you know what I'm saying, for Michigan State. I think it was just time for a fresh start, you know what I'm saying, uh, a fresher breath there all throughout the, out the um, program, you know what I'm saying, kind of put some things. I mean, we wasn't the worst, you know what I'm saying, four or five years while I was there, but just to kind of get some of that bad air that was kind of starting to fog up, you know what I'm saying, Michigan State, I think this this is going to be good. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be the, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a ballpark hit, you know what I'm saying, for the first year when things kick off, or um, it might take a year or two, but I definitely think it's be good. I haven't got a chance to meet, uh, meet Tucker yet, but um, I think I mean, I mean think it's good for the program. I think right. you know, it's got, you know, it's just fresh, you know, so I think it's, every school probably need a fresh start after a handful of years. Yeah, for sure. So uh, to oh, wrap yeah. us up here, uh, would you ever would you ever look into like coaching like high school or something? Because like you have the experience, NFL experience, and all of that, and it looks like you're a leader. You have the leadership qualities and everything else, like you were saying from school, and you did leadership through a really hard time, like through when Michigan State had all that stuff going on. And you had to lead the locker room, competition between great running backs, elite level running backs. So like, have you ever thought about like looking into coaching down the road or anything like that with football still down the um, road? Some some people ask me. I mean. I haven't necessarily like thought it out fully just because of uh you know some other things that I kind of you know what I'm saying are doing your career yeah um but after my experiences you know what I'm saying yeah. at Michigan State 
when you know the whole little case thing went down i kind of was like i don't know if i want to be in that position where mm-hmm. i have to choose between a player and my job you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. just off the loyalty of my relationship with the player you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day when you are these coaches man you with these kids all the time you become a second you know what i'm saying a, a follower to them at most times so when these kids come and talk to you man they're gonna come talk to you with all kind of yeah. sorts of problems and i don't want to be in that middle where i have to be like uh some confidential stuff not so like i i want to stay close you know so i, I mean here now I, I actually do a train on the side um uh, it's kind of been slow back at home in flint but well i do have one kid that comes up like an hour away and we train i like that more because i could be more personal with him you know yeah one-on-one you know it's not a lot of uh extra political right. things affecting you know what, I'm saying, what we got going on like the kid got something going on at home you know what I'm saying? I, there's nothing like kind of stopping me from having that conversation with him if, if he want to come talk to me, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's still a kind of hold off on a little coaching thing, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe. yeah, no, for sure. Well, definitely, okay. bro. We appreciate you coming on the show. I didn't know if, uh, if my boy West Coast had any more questions for you um, at all or anything. Oh, no, no. I'm perfect, good, man. We appreciate you coming on the show. We know, you, we know you have your own stuff going, but it was definitely, definitely a great talk with you. Thank you for the time. I hope Spartan, the Spartan fans out there enjoyed hearing some oh, yeah, information. Oh, yeah, I appreciate invite, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. You on, man. Definitely. And for all the fans listening, oh, yeah. make sure you uh, reach out and look, look at his Let Him Know business. Uh, I help him advertise that, you know, show that support. Definitely. Yeah, man. Y'all tap in with me, man. It's getting, it's getting going. I'm about to get uh, get my site back up, getting things back in order, man, how I want it. And um, actually, we'll be moving to Atlanta soon to kind of put myself in a, in a position to kind of bump more shoulders, man. Wow. And, you know what I'm saying? That thing is going. Right. So, yeah, make sure y'all get with me. For sure, bro. You. Hell yeah. You go ahead, uh, drop uh, drop your, um, anything you want for the, uh, in, oh, Twitter, yeah, man. Website, so make sure y'all follow me on want. Twitter, man. Uh, drop it. With G Holmes 810. Uh, follow me on Instagram, man, at Drill Holmes Jr. Uh, just, make hey, tapping on all that, man. Look at my photography. Y'all need some work, get at me. I'm doing a lot of things, you know, still the same G Hones, the running back G Hones, but you know, I'm a creator too. So support me on that end. I feel like I lost my disconnect from my fans because I, <laughs> you know, so they ain't seeing me run that rock no more. You know, so they see me in a, in a oh, different man. light. So <laughs> I'm, trying thing, I'm trying to get things a little bit different where they can see me doing what I do versus me just posting the picture. So um, right. yeah, y'all just get me on there, man. Right. And, you know, and keep track of me. Got you, bro. We appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you telling us what you're doing now. At least people get to see like what you're doing outside of football. I don't want people to stop thinking, you know, just because it's football, it's the end of it. Yeah. Still got a, a great future there. Still doing what you're doing, bro. So we appreciate you yep. taking that time out, man. Oh yeah, no. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. You, you have a great rest of your day, bro. All right. Y'all too. Be love. Yeah. Yes, sir. Go, Go white. white. All right. Go green.